Transmitter device activated. Coordinate set for Earth 2. Hey everyone, welcome to the Earth 2 podcast, the podcast where we explore the origins and the development of the DC Comics multiverse and the legacy of their Golden Age characters throughout the Silver and the Bronze Ages of comics. I'm Peter Watson. And I'm David Steele. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. It's all about legacy again today. It is indeed. We're taking a leap into the 30th century, into the far, far future, and we're doing the story from issue 373 of Adventure Comics, published on the 29th of August, 1968. Very exciting dynamic cover. It's our ninth Neil Adams cover, I think. <laughs> Ninth featured Neil Adams cover. Mm-hmm. Pete, do you want to tell everyone all about it? I would love to. Amazing. You have the standard Adventure Comics logo, and it says featuring Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes on it, oh, just yes. in case you weren't sure who was standing in it. An ice cream background to Legionnaires present are Element Lad, Princess Projectra, Superboy and Karate Kid. And there's two new characters, a ginger boy and a ginger girl, both <laughs> in kind of purplish outfits. And the ginger boy is tossing Karate Kid over his shoulder into the ginger girl's pummeling fist. Yes, it's not the easiest time Karate Kid is having. No, it's shocking for the yeah. mastery of unarmed combat. And this boy is saying... You want us to join your crummy legion? That's a joke. And the girl is saying, You're just not in our class. We cannot fight all of you like this. Poof. Punch. Just underneath her right arm in my copy, there's a lovely Thorpe and Porter one shilling price stamp. Ah, there you are. Nice. (laughs) And at the bottom of this, we have a caption box that says, Can you spot the clever comic clues? Who are... The Tornado Twins. Yeah, so don't spoil it, listeners, for anyone you're with that doesn't really know what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I like this cover a lot. It's, it's a yeah. slight, one of your famous slight Dutch tilts yep. to it. Very dynamic. I've always been a bit kind of on the fence about the Tornado Twins uniforms. You know, the kind of loose blousey tops and the, the thigh-length blue sort of leather boots that they both seem to be wearing. Yeah, it's kind of basic and generic, but hey, it works with the story. No, it's, it's not even... Not even that it's basic, it's just sort of, it's just um, it's just unusual. It's almost like Challenger's of the Unknown kind of outfits. Yep. I, I think, is this the, the podcast debut of Princess Projectra and Karate Kid? I believe it is, Our yes. podcast debut. Anyway, yes. so, yes, listeners, see if you can guess why we're doing this story. You probably can. We'll jump straight in then. We have an opening splash panel, captioned at the top, that says... Tales of the Legion of Superheroes. And over a couple of panels... See a gentleman wearing tight-fitting blue uniform, which is a very fancy yellow collar. He's pointing at what looks like a meteorological chart showing Metropolis. And below, he's pointing out a very similar scene to the cover, actually, where the, the Tornado Twins are running rings around Superboy and Element Lad and Phantom Girl and Princess Projection. and Karate Kid's getting dragged along. And the weatherman chap is saying, And now, the weather. Hurricane Dawn is due to cut a swath across 30th century Metropolis. This is bad news for the Legion of Superheroes, namely Brainiac 5, Element Lad, Karate Kid, Phantom Girl, Princess Projectra, Sunboy and Superboy, because Dawn is a human hurricane, and with her brother Dawn, she's stirring up a storm that can wreck the Legion. See? And that's when we're gestured towards the panel of everyone getting flung about, and a big caption at the bottom reaffirms that this story is called The The Tornado Tornado Twins. Twins. So into the story proper, we arrive at the first panel of page two, and a caption says, Welcome to Metro Heights Educational Centre, Advanced Level 3. Here, a 30th century science class is now in session. This is great, we can see all the kids in their chairs with headphones on, looking at a screen which has some kind of chemical mathematical formula being displayed on it, and overlooking them 
There's a gentleman, another gentleman with a receding hairline and a, and a goatee beard this time, um, wearing a green jacket top. There's another guy with him wearing a blue top with a big white V around the collar. And the chap in green is saying, Preposterous, Doctor. Do you mean to tell me that these students are actually learning while awake? Bah! Whatever happened to good old-fashioned sleep learning? Well, Inspector, I realise our methods may seem a bit radical, but we're getting results. Next panel, we can see a close-up of some hands typing away in a futuristic typewriter keyboard type situation. The man in blue continues. The class is now programming several hyper-redox equations into the school computer for balancing. I was told you had some extraordinary students, Doctor. Geniuses, I assume. Well, not exactly, sir. You see, they... And then they're interrupted by a... ...noise. And the inspector cries... What's that noise? And then in the final panel, page two, leaping up from where the kids are, we see two members of the Legion of Superheroes taking the lead as Sunboy, who says... Flight ring emergency alarm, Phantom Girl. Let's go. And Phantom Girl replies... Right, Sunboy. The inspector cries... What? What's the meaning of this? And the doctor says... Those are our extraordinary students, Inspector. They're legionnaires who must remain on 24-hour call. Outrageous! The school board will hear of this. You're setting education back a thousand years. Gosh, that's an exciting start. Top of page three now, first panel. Meanwhile, in the penthouse home of Princess Projectra... Yeah, this looks very swish. It almost reminds me of Dimension Man's interdimensional pad... <laughs> And that is your challenges we did. It also Excellent. looks like the sort of fancy place that, that Barry Allen might have moved into if he hadn't got married to Iris. I don't know. We see that Princess Projectra, in civvies, has opened the door to Val Amor, Karate Kid. Karate Kid's in the process of saying, Hi, Princess. I was just passing by on my way to the clubhouse, and Great Orion, you live here? Uh, yes. Won't you come in, Karate Kid? Wow, this layout's fancier than the President's Mansion. I know. I really didn't want anything this big, but father insisted. Yeah, I guess when your dad's the king of Orando, you sort of have to live in style, huh? It's not so bad once you get used to it. Would you like to see the rest of the place? There's more? Yeah, they start walking up some stairs, and we can see that there's fancy artwork on the wall, lots of trees and plants around. It's very pretty. Mm -hmm. The caption for panel three, some time has obviously passed. Later. And Jackie and Karate Kid are out on the balcony. We can see her swimming pool underneath with its diving board and... It's very, very fancy. I'd quite like to live there, can't lie. 30th century looks amazing. And the princess is in the process of saying, And this is the pool, filled with fresh Arandon spring water. Next door is the tape library, and of course, the 3D theatre. I always wondered how the other half lived. And then we get another... Bzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzz
You're not going to run out on me again. I have to, doll. Drive yourself home. And the next panel, he has leapt from the car, falling, falling down. Amazing. I hope he's got his flight ring on, otherwise that could be nasty. <laughs> I can't see his flight ring I in know. the picture. <laughs> but, well, maybe he's, I don't know, his left hand's slightly out of the frame, mm, so it's hopefully. possible. Hopefully. Oh, no, wait, actually, look. You can see his alarm go off on his right hand ah, in the first panel. When yep. his, on the second panel, his flight ring is gone. It's okay. vanished. He must have willed it into invisibility. Willed it into oxygen or something because he's mm. so high up or something. I don't know. <laughs> or the artist made a mistake. Yeah. So as Elbert Lad falls away, Mariah says, Jan, wait, I can't drive. Jan, Oh, this is the last time I'll ever date a superhero. Meantime, at the Legion headquarters, as two members engage in a tabletop mock combat. Yeah. This is great. A lot going on here. We can see tanks and explosions and little rockets flying around. And we're in the company of Superboy, Brainiac 5. And Superboy is saying, I have you outnumbered and surrounded. Well, Brainiac 5, you've lost this table game of computer war. Brainy replies, Have I, Superboy? See if you still think so after my next manoeuvre. And then, corner of the panel, there's yet another. And Brainy continues, Hey, that's the emergency alarm. Quick, to the monitor room. We're at the monitor room in the final panel of page four. We see that Superboy and Brainiac are looking at the screen. And Superboy very helpfully points out, Look, on the viewing screen, the United Planets Vehicle Research Centre in Sector 5. Brainy says, Crooks are stealing the super-fast experimental vehicle stored there. Yeah, and what we can see is it looks like someone's driving away a big fancy red car and it's covered in fins, there's a blue spaceship flying overhead, and there's another very blimp-esque, dirigible-type thing that's borne along on wheels as well, so that's obviously being sort of carried away and stolen. We can see that the United Planets vehicle research lettering on the building, and big hole in the walls, all the, the guys emerge. Brainiac finishes this panel saying, Those rigs are worth billions, let's scoot. And then top of page five, the first panel says, Seconds later, as the Legionnaires fly high over the sprawling megacity... Yep, the whole team's assembled. We see Element Lad, Brainiac 5, Superboy, Phantom Girl and Karate Kid. Presumably Jackie's just out of panel. As they're flying along, Brainiac's saying... More speed, pals. If they take off in those speed machines, they could be halfway to Venus before we land. And then the caption for the next panel says... But... And... This panel shows everyone arriving at the United Planets Vehicle Research Centre in Sector 5. And we can see that the vehicles that are being stolen are all sort of strewn around the ground in front. And we can also see that there's some bad guy looking figures all tied up in ropes strewn around the ground. As they fly down, Brainiac says, This is the place, but it sure looks quiet now. And Superboy says, There's the Helios 8, the fastest surface vehicle in the galaxy, safe and sound. Karate Kid says, And all the other record-holding runabouts, sea, air, and spaceships of every type. Then Element Lad contributes, Great Sauron! The crooks are all trussed up for delivery to jail. Somebody beat us to the punch. And we can see a couple of figures sitting, relaxing on one of the vehicles, looking very nonchalant, arms folded, pretty chill. Mm -hmm. And it's the purple-clad pair that we saw on the cover. The final panel then of page five has a caption that says, As the heroes alight. Yeah, and we get a closer look at the two red-headed teens. Superboy says, Moons of Krypton, don't tell me you two mopped up that gang of hoods alone. And the red-haired girl leans forward and says, why not? You super guys took so long, you were late for the party. You can see in the background, the better shot of the hoods all tied up. Mm -hmm. They have interesting sort of helmets and goggles going on. They actually, now that I look at them, they remind me of the bad guys from the, the video for Take On Me by AHA. <laughs> yes, yes. That's the song we'll be playing out with this week. Of course. So, we arrive at the top of page six. You can see the big hole in the wall. The red-haired kids are standing beside it. And the boys sing. But we left something for you to do. This wall needs a little repair job. 
Wait, says Superboy. Who are you? How'd you coral these baddies? I'm Don Allen, and this is my sister, Don. Now, cut the Inquisition so we can get back to work. Start walking off. Karate Kid puts his hand on Don. That's the boy. We should point out that the boy's name is spelled D-O-N. The girl's is spelled D-A-W-N. Yes. Karate Kid puts his hand on the boy's shoulder, saying, Stand fast, buddy. When a legionnaire asks a question, you answer. We're authorised science police deputies. And in the next panel, Don, the boy, flips Karate Kid into the air, saying, Then go bother some lawbreakers. Prompts Sunboy to say, What speed? I didn't even see Don move. And as he goes flying, Karate Kid says, Hey, I'm supposed to be the judo expert. <laughs> Amazing. The caption for the next panel. As Karate Kid lands nimbly on his feet. Yeah, it looks like he's going to square up to Don straight away. Superboy has to hold him back. And Karate Kid says, You're quick, chum, but nobody's speedy enough to duck my mitts. Kid, wait, says Superboy. He's right. They've broken no law. And in the final panel of page six, as the two red-haired teens walk away, Don Allen, the boy, says, See you later, Legionnaires. Let's cut out, Don. We still have plenty to do. Hmm, interesting. So, slow dissolve. Top of page seven. Caption of the first panel. As the two mysterious figures move out of sight of the Legionnaires... Don, the boy, says... <laughs> <laughs> so far, so good. All according to plan. We did it, Don! And that's great. I think that's uh, so far, so good. Is that the first comic we've done that's quoted the Magnificent Seven? I can't remember. <laughs> Caption for panel two of this page says... Later in Legion HQ... This is a great panel. We see Brainiac relaxing in a big chair with a big book. It's probably something very clever. And he's saying to Superboy... Hi, Superboy, just studying up on my advanced nucleophysics. Can you tell me where Karate Kid is, Brainy? In the gym, I think. Caption for the next panel, then. Minutes later... And this is great. We see Karate Kid getting stuck in to some, well, very helpfully, Superboy thinks. There he is, working out on the practice robot. And then the next couple of panels are Val getting stuck into the robot. Off-panel, Superboy thinks, Wow, I've never seen a kid strike with such a vengeance. Karate Kid cries, Ha! In the final panel of this page as he smashes the robot to bits. Superboy remarks, Whoa, kid! Take it easy, those robots cost money! Continues at the top of the next page. What's wrong, kid? Still shook up about being tossed for a loop by that guy at the research centre? Forget it! That's easy for you to say, Superboy. You're loaded with powers. But I only have one power, which I developed from early childhood. My fighting ability is my whole stock and trade. If that fails me... I'm nothing. Yep, Val punches at the wall in frustration. We can see he's using a towel to, to rub the sweat from his neck. He's obviously been working very hard. Caption then for the next panel. Suddenly... And once again, we have a... Zzzz. Karate Kid says... Listen, the alarm, an emergency. Let's move, says Superboy. Caption for the next panel. Seconds later... And we see Phantom Girl, Brainiac, Element Lad, Karate Kid and Superboy rushing along. And Superboy says... Hurry, there's been a disaster at the Alpha Iron Mine. It's too far for flight rings into the ships. Indeed, we can see a red rocket ship just in front of them. Caption then for the final panel of page eight. Soon. We see that the red rocket ship they were using has alighted. And the Legionnaires are disembarking. There's a policeman in a balcony up above them. And Superboy says, What's the situation, officer? Cop replies, Some VIPs were on an inspection tour of the automated section of the mine. There was a short in the control room. The robot workers went haywire, causing a cave-in. Superboy replies, what level and section? We're going down. We're told we're continued in the second page following. Pass an advert for some robot toys called the Zeroids. They, they look, look quite awesome, yeah. Do, don't they? Mm -hmm. Jinx, yeah. Almost like a Cylon, that first one. There's a touch of the robot from Lost in Space and mm -hmm. Robbie the Robots to them. They're very interesting. Any listeners who own perfect mint complete sets of all of them? 
Send us some pictures. Either send us some pictures or send us the toys. Awesome. <laughs> so we arrive at the top of page nine, caption for the first panel. Moments later, as the Legionnaires descend to the cave-in level 200 miles below the surface. Gosh, that is deep. So, very interesting panel, showing Superboy and some of the other Legionnaires running along. The rest of them in silhouette, but we can see Superboy clearly. Karate Kid says, This is it, Brainy. Superboy says, Keep your eyes peeled, Legionnaires. And come up behind Superboy, a Sunboy who says, Why, we can't see three feet in this blackness. Anyway, the power's been cut. Why doesn't he automatically just generate a... Anyway... The next panel, we see Brainiac 5 pointing and saying, Look, down there, those glowing spots, what are they? And we can see in the darkness ahead of the kids, those sort of four lights hovering in midair. Superboy says, It's never too dark for my super eyes. Those are mine robots. Karate Kid says, I can't see them, if only the lights were operating. And then, caption for the next panel, Suddenly, from out of the darkness... Yep, we see half a dozen mining robots, all shaped like men, looming out of the darkness. Phantom Girl cries, They're attacking! Superboy says, watch out. Brainiac 5 says, we can't fight what we can't see. Sunboy. And then Sunboy says, gotcha Brainy, I'll brighten up this scene. Yep, gestures with his hands, creates a massive burst of radiant sunlight so we can get a proper look at the robots. Trouble in the next panel though, as we see that Princess Projectra is suddenly caught in the jaws of what looks like some kind of digging machine. She cries, help, someone. Element Lad rushes forward thinking, the princess in the jaws of that giant digger got to save her. I'll change the iron jars to helium gas. Yeah, we see a sort of cloud emerging at the top of the, the giant green digging machine as Element Lad's powers take effect. In the next panel, we see Phantom Girl going to work on one of the robots, saying, I can disable these haywire heaps of tin by turning my hands immaterial, reaching inside, and Superboy cries, Phantom Girl, watch out! And Tinya's struck in the back of the head by one of the other robots. We can see it at the front of the panel. Her hands have gone translucent as she's moved them inside to one of the robots. Very effective. She reacts with an ah uh, as she's struck. And the first panel of page 10, we see Phantom Girl down on the ground rubbing the back of her head. And then we see Karate Kid managing to get an amazing speech out before he gets struck by a robot saying, I've smashed enough practice robots in my time to be an expert at robot killing, but even my super karate isn't doing me much good against this Innertron armoured tunnel robot. There's a little burst there as he gets struck. Uh! Superboy runs in from the background, cape flying, thinking... The kid is down. PG's hurt. The others are hard-pressed. It's all up to me. And then the caption for the next panel. But before the boy of steel can act. One of the robots is looming up above Element Lad and Karate Kid. And Element Lad cries, Look out! The roof! Karate Kid yells, Caven! And then the caption for the next panel. With a sudden thunderous roar, tons of rock and earth cascade down into the tunnel. This is horrendous. We can see that only Superboy wasn't caught in the rockfall. He's saying... The tunnel's been sealed. I'm cut off from the group. As Superboy pits his mighty strength against the fallen earth. Yeah, we see Superboy lifting a rock out of the way. But then behind it, uh-oh, there's a glowing green rock. Superboy says, Gah! Kryptonite. It can kill me. That meteor must have been buried here centuries ago. Gotta get back to the surface and get help. Seconds later. We see Superboy emerging from the tunnel into the mine. Corp running forward says, Superboy, what happened? Quick! We need help! The others may be dead already! And then a voice says from off camera, We'll go down! And then at the top of the next page, Superboy sees that the Tornado Twins have arrived, and he says, Who? Dawn and Dawn? But you can't go down there alone! It'd be suicide! Dawn, the girl, replies, We'll see about that! Come on, Dawn! Meanwhile, in the black depths of the pit... Meanwhile, in the black depths of the pit was a menswear B-side... We're back with Karate Kid and Element Lad. Karate Kid's punching out a robot. Element Lad's using his powers. 
Element Lad is thinking. The kids revived. If only he and I can hold out. It's a great shot, actually, because Element Lad's using his powers, obviously, to turn one of the other robots into to gas. It's very effective. Karate Kid is so cool that he's punching out a robot and not even looking at it. He's just looking over. Again, he's obviously enthralled by what Element Lad's doing. Karate Kid is thinking. Where is Superboy? With the others injured in the cave-in, there's not much hope unless he lends a hand. Suddenly, from out of the darkness... Yeah, and emerging through the rock walls, we see Don and Don. Don the boy is saying... The Space Marines have landed, Legionnaires. This is an excellent battle because it really looks like there's dozens of mining robots. There's only mm-hmm. one explanation for it. There's loads of them getting stuck into Element Lad and Karate Kid. One of them's holding a pickaxe, which it looks he's about, as if he's about to strike Phantom Girl. Ouch. Um, there's another guy at the back with a rake who he looks as if he's going to hit Element Lad with it. Very, very horrendous. Karate Kid is thinking... <gasps> it's Don and Don, walking through the rubble as easy as Phantom Girl could if she were conscious. In the final panel of this page, Don, the girl, gestures, saying, I'll give these two a hand, Don. And her brother replies, And I'll race down the tunnel to rescue the victims of the first cave-in. Yeah, and as Don, the girl, gestures, well, basically, Karate Kid very helpfully tells us what's happening. He thinks, What is this? She waves her hand and the robots fly against the wall. Interesting. Top of page 12, Don, D-A-W-N, is getting stuck in to a couple more robots, smashing them around, and she's saying, Stand back, kid. I don't want you to get hit by any flying parts. Karate Kid thinks. Great Zoron, this gal's a human hurricane. First her brother tosses me for a loop and now she pulls me out of a tight spot. This could give a guy an inferiority complex. I wonder if Princess Projector's got some competition here for Karate Kid's affections. Anyway, that's probably too much of a throw forward, isn't it? <laughs> Dawn looks very modest in the, the front of this panel. She's maybe, maybe she can read minds. Maybe she knows what Karate Kid's thinking. But in the background we see a rather grumpy looking element lad who's saying... Kid, help me take the others out. Yeah, he's not too impressed with Karate Kid scoping out the, the female tornado twin. So, a slow dissolve. And the caption for panel three says... Later. And this is very significant here. We see the tornado twins standing, obviously with some of the, the mine workers who they rescued. One older chap with glasses. His arm is in a sling. He's shaking hands with, with Don, the boy, and he's saying... Mr. Allen, I'd like to shake your hand. It took great courage to come down to that pit after us. A brilliant effort. Yes, the twins look very modest. The next panel shows the Legionnaires limping away towards their spaceship. The rescued miner with his arm in a sling continues. And I must thank the Legion too. They did their best, even though they failed. And rather cruelly, Dawn, the female tornado twin, is laughing. She's giving it some ha-ha. That's a bit sick. Slow dissolve. Caption for the next panel. Back at the clubhouse when all have recovered. Yep, and they're obviously having a right good row about this whole situation. Sunboy is saying... Well, say something, somebody. What do we do about these glory-snatching Allens? Brainiac 5 says, We cool it, so they stole our thunder a couple of times. Big deal. Phantom Girl, who appears to have a copy of the, <laughs> the day's newspaper, she's just nipped past the station and grabbed a copy of the Metro. She's saying, Bigger than you think, Brain Boy. Take a squint at the computer news. She's holding up the newspaper in the first panel of the next page. We can see the clear headline says, Legion outclassed. Brother or sister team shows up heroes. Phantom Girl continues saying, To look at the headlines, you'd think the whole Legion struck out instead of just seven of us, Sunboy says. They're making us a galactic laughingstock, Princess Projectra says from off-panel. But why blame Don and Don? They've done nothing wrong. There's no law against outclassing us. Superboy joins the conversation the next panel saying, Right, but the whole deal looks cockeyed to me. Where did those two pop up from? Element Lad says, yeah, if they're so powerful, where have they been hiding? Let's investigate. And Princess Projector says, I'm with you, fellows. 
and a caption for the next panel. Soon. We see a couple of Legionnaires watching a projection of Dawn, the girl tornado twin, attacking a robot. Brainiac is observing. These automatic monitor tapes that recorded our mission in the mine haven't given us a clue about that pair. And Phantom Girl says, We know they can pass through walls, send robots flying with a wave of the hand, and make us all look like saps. The question is still, how? Caption for the next panel. Elsewhere. There's a sign on the wall in the background that says, Earth Information Bureau. We can see a very interested Superboy and Karate Kid in the foreground of the panel. A pair of red uniformed gloved hands are holding up a couple of what looks like identity cards. We can see the legend Earth Citizen, Don and Don Allen. And... The person at the Earth Information Bureau is saying, Ah yes, Don and Don Allen, both registered citizens, but according to the locator cards, they're perfectly normal, average people, no super abilities. Interesting. We have another change of scenery, and the caption says, And in Metropolis Science Police Central Headquarters, and we see Princess Projectra seated in front of a screen, and she's got the information about Don, the boy, Tornado Twin, on the screen, and she's saying, No police record on Don and Don, and some boy, looking at some cue cards, says, and no records of any supercriminals even approximating their powers or descriptions. the final panel of page 13, we see four legionnaires looking very, very thoughtful. Phantom Girl says, Well, group, we struck out. Karate Kid says, Yeah, no sinister motives, no info on where they got their powers. Nothing. And Superboy and Princess Projectra look very deep in thought as the closing caption for this page says, Yet there are plenty of clues. Have you solved the riddle of the Twin Tornadoes? The answer's at the end of part two, but anyone who picks ahead will be reported to the Comic Readers Association. <laughs> Listeners, yeah, have you worked out what's going on yet? You probably have if you know the story. <laughs> I think the most significant clue was halfway down page 12, to be honest. So, centre page of this comic are taken up with an advertisement for CBS's Saturday morning output. We see adverts for the Archies, for Wacky Races, for Batman and Superman. All sorts of stuff that we probably didn't get in the UK till about 10 years later. Now, as we arrive at page 14, part two of the story, there is a caption that kind of blows the lid off the, the mystery here. <laughs> it's a shot of Dawn and Dawn looking very smiley and a caption that says... The, the fun-loving fun Alan's superheroes. So the first panel, mid-conversation, Phantom Girl is saying... Now what? Where do we go from here? Brainiac says... We sit tight and wait for the Allen's next move. Then once again we get another and Karate Kid says Another alarm! So in the next panel, Superboy and Phantom Girl are looking at a screen. All sorts of trouble happening. Superboy cries Look! On the screen! It's the chemical plant! And the man on the screen is saying Calling the Legion! A vat of liquid flame solvent has exploded, endangering nearby buildings! And that's what we can see. We can see like the liquid flame solvent pouring out the building and Catching fire at the ground, it's horrendous. A little directional arrow takes us to the next panel, showing the Legionnaires flying into action. Phantom Girl is saying, Flame solvent? That stuff will burn through solid steel. Let's go! Superboy says, The plant is in Sector 4. Head south, Legionnaires. Soon. You see the Legionnaires arriving. Karate Kid says, Man, this looks like a real job. Superboy looks down at the flames and says, Check! That flash flood of flame solvent is destroying the foundations of the Alcon building. And then suddenly, yep, you've guessed it, final panel page 14, the Tornado Twins rush into view. Karate Kid says, Fires of Fuji, beaten to the punch again. Superboy says, This is getting monotonous. Brainiac says, 
Hang back, heroes. Let's take a ringside seat and watch. Yeah, and we can see the twins are twirling their arms in the direction of the flames, making the flames separate and spread around. We get to the top of page 15. The legionnaires have landed to watch what's going on. Element Lad says, What are they up to, Brainy? Looking down from above, we see Element Lad, Phantom Girl, Brainiac and Superboy. Brainiac contributes, Looks to me like they're running so fast, they're whipping up a powerful wind that's holding back the flood. Yeah, holding back the flood. We're getting Take That songs quoted now. Yeah, we can see the, the twins speeding around, the flames being diverted, and Superboy gasps. Even I'd have trouble doing that. And then we get a shot from above, looking at the tornado twins, circling around the flames. Don, the male twin, says, Nice work, sis. Keep forcing it into the sewer drain. The chemicals down there will neutralise this stuff. Right, Don replies his sister. Up above, Superboy says, They did it! They stopped the flood! Seconds later... Legionnaires alight down beside the twins. Dawn, the sister of the two, says, Eh? The Legionnaires! Brainiac says, Congratulations! You pulled off another beautiful rescue! And Superboy says, Yes! We have a proposition for you! Brainiac continues in the next panel. We can use you two. I'm sure you could breeze through Legion training in no time. Dawn says, Us? In the Legion? And Dawn says, Sorry, but no thanks. Brainy says, What? But? But this conversation's interrupted as Element Lad points to the, the skies and says, Look out! The Alcon building is collapsing! And sure enough, we can see that the, the structures start to collapse and great chunks of masonry are falling down. Superboy says, The Flame Sovereign did that! Let's move, group! Top of page 16, the caption of the first panel, But? We see Dawn, the female Tornado Twin, holding back Superboy, Sunboy and the others. And she's saying, Don't trouble yourselves, we can handle this too. And rather cheekily, Dawn pushes Karate Kid out of the way. And Dawn says, One side, small time. To which the kid replies, Hey, watch it, Buster. And then in the next panel, very unusual layout. We might put this layout on the socials, actually. We see the Tornado Twins gesturing again with their hands. It's almost like they're creating little whirlwinds and forcing the, the building back into shape. Superboy remarks, I give up. How are they doing this? Brainiac says. You've got me. Somehow, by waving their arms, they've created a force that's supporting the crumbling skyscraper. The final panel of page 16 shows a very smug pair of tornado twins looking up at their handiwork. And Dawn says. There, that'll hold it temporarily. Now you fellows can make repairs while we get on to more important business. Karate Kid's not having this. He puts his hand on Dawn's shoulder saying. No, you don't. You're not pulling out till I settle a little score with you, smart guy. Squares up to the Tornado Twin at the first panel of page 17, saying, Horning in our hero game is one thing, but pushing me around is something nobody gets away with. Don Allen replies, Want a scrap? Fine, I'll oblige you. And he says, Your chin is a perfect place to give my knuckles a workout. It's a pow! He strikes Karate Kid with the left hook. Karate Kid thinks, Oops, I couldn't dodge. He's too fast. I hope I haven't bitten off more than I can chew. I'll try a surprise move. Karate Kid leaps into a kick. Squaring Dawn in the chest, Dawn falls back, going, <clears throat> Karate Kid thinks, Got him. Now if I could just keep him off balance long enough to finish him. Catch him for the next panel. But? And, well, Dawn, the near twin, moves out the way of Karate Kid's lunge. Karate Kid falls forward, thinking, No dice. He's like a lightning bolt. By the time I reach for him, he's gone. But I still have one slim hope. It's worth pointing out this panel has Dawn's sister looking very amused at yes. what's going on this would be great on TV really what <laughs> in a movie you know this would have been mm. this would be you can just picture this Val going in but whoosh stepping out of the way all that sort of stuff we arrive at the top of page 18 the fight's still going on Karate Kid is thinking I'll leave myself wide open for the next attack ride with the punches 
but make him think I'm hurt. But the Tornado Twin has come up with another plan. We see him vibrating and moving at high speed. And Karate Kid thinks... Ah, he's skidding along the sidewalk at incredible speed, kicking up pellets of pavement that sting like birdshot. The next panel, Don, the Tornado Twin, is pulling his fist back as if he's going to strike Karate Kid again, and he says... Now, chum, I'll put you out of your misery with a knuckle anaesthetic. Karate Kid thinks... That's it. Come nice and close. And he lunges forward, grabs Don by the collar in the next panel, saying... Gotcha! You can't dodge my fists now, Swifty! Don reacts, mm-hmm. and his sister cries, No! She reaches forward, grabs Karate Kid round the throat in the next panel, saying, Nobody beats up my brother! Karate Kid replies, Hey, what's the idea? Get those mitts off me! Superboy steps forward, says, Hold it, girl! Let him fire it out fairly! No interference! And Don, the male twin, says, Careful, super guys! Put a finger on Don and you'll regret it! We're told we'll continue in the second page following. We arrive at the top of page 19. The caption of the first panel. Suddenly, the hero-to-hero duel becomes a free-for-all. Yeah, we're practically at the cover now, I think, here. Nice bit of futuristic building in the background as Dawn, the female twin, lifts Karate Kid up and twirls him around. Dawn, the male twin, is whizzing around, knocking out each legionnaire in turn. Princess Projectra's already down. We see Element Lad getting stung. and He gives us an... <clears throat> Phantom Girl gives us an... Eek! As Dawn punches out Sunboy, Superboy rushes forward thinking, He's as fast as I am. Maybe faster. I can't lay a hand on him. Caption for panel two. In seconds. The Legionnaires are all down on the ground except for Superboy Dawn standing with her hands on her hips, looking very pleased with herself. And she says, And you wanted us to join your penny-ante group? Ha! We can whip the whole lot of you. Her brother says, And if that little demonstration didn't convince you, we'll disprove it again by putting you out of business. In the background, a couple of onlookers. One of them says, Hey, did you get that? And his pal replies, I'll bet they do it too. Superboy's the only one they left standing. Later. Slow dissolve back at Legion HQ. Jackie's sat down looking very pained. Everyone else looks a bit fed up. Sunboy's trying to rally the troops. He's saying, Cheer up, group. It's not the end of the world. And Princess Projector says, It may be for us, Sunboy. What do you mean? Brainy's turned all the newspaper. He says, Look at the news. Does that seem encouraging? See the headline? Computer news. Legion flops again. A photograph of the Tornado Twins. Super Duo routes Legionnaires. Amazing Allen Twins soon to reveal the secret of their power. The Allen Twins. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Mm. They were moving very, very quickly. Mm. So, arrive at the top of page 20. Everyone looks a bit fed up. Element Lad is saying, Our alarm hasn't sounded all day. People feel we're has-beens now. They've lost faith in the Legion. And Phantom Girl says, But surely everyone hasn't. Superboy says, Afraid so. Phantom Girl looking very what's-her-face from the Archie comics there. I can't remember which is which. What's the Veronica? One? Yeah. Anyway, the next panel. They're watching telly again. You can see the twins in action on the screen. Sunboy is saying, Look at these tapes from Central Scanning. All day, dawn and dawn, I've been answering pleas for help that would ordinarily have been Legion business. An external shot of the Legion HQ in the next panel, which makes it very difficult to work out who's talking. So we're just going to assume that Sunboy continues yeah. in the first part here. There are dozens of rumours flying around. The United Planets is hinting it may drop our subsidy. People are saying that even RJ Brand, our ultra-rich angel, may cut off our endowments. But we need that money to operate. Who's operating? Panel 4, page 20, the caption for this panel says... Suddenly, the troubled Legionnaire's discussion is ended by a familiar welcome noise. Yep, once again we get another... The Legionnaire's eyes all light up and Superboy says... The alarm! At last! 
Get a move on you guys, hustle! But Sunboy and Karate Kid don't look too up for it. Sunboy says, Why? Don and Don will take care of this as usual. Karate Kid says, Yeah, why worry? Caption them for the final panel of page 20. And so, for the first time in Legion history, the urgent pleading of the alarm goes unheeded. Yeah, the bzzz continues. Sunboy and Brainy sat looking dejected. Superboy standing with his hand on the tabletop. His cape furling in some breeze, though, and mm. he's thinking, It just doesn't seem right. Continued on the second page following. Following page, advertisement for issue DC special, issue one. DC special, issue one, wow. And an eight-page giant... 179, issue World's Finest, which I think I had at one point. Anyway, so we arrive at the top of page 21, and the caption for the first panel says, For long seconds the alarm continues, then the Legionnaire's eyes meet, and an unspoken agreement is reached. Yep. Everyone looking very concerned as Brainiac says, All right then, let's go. Minutes later... Yep, the kids are all flying down towards, well, very helpfully, everyone tells us what's happening. Sunboy says, Look, in Central Square... Phantom Girl says, A giant alien spaceship! And then Superboy says, It's flashing rays at us! Attack! And sure enough, there are little bursts of gold energy coming out of what looks like a porthole on the side of this giant rocket ship. It's a giant sort of purple rocket ship type effort. Nothing Mm -hmm. too fancy. Karate Kid, Princess Projectra, Phantom Girl look very dynamic as they fly and it's almost, you could almost think Neil Adams was involved in this actually. It looks very, very nice. There's a massive crash! Sound effect in the final panel of page 21. As the Legionnaires burst through the hull of the rocket ship, Phantom Girl says, But get a load of what's inside. Superboy says, Hey, it's only a dummy, plastic and wood. Karate Kid concludes, Then we've been hoaxed. We arrive, top of page 22, and we see that inside the spaceship, well, Element Lad tells us, It's a huge statue. Phantom Girl concludes, Of the Flash. And it's a massive, massive statue of the Flash as we know him as Barry Allen. Superboy and Karate Kid hovering in front. In the next panel, Brainiac says, I see Don and Don down there. Maybe they're behind this. Element Lad says, Let's take a look-see. Yeah, we can see that the twins are down on the ground, and even from here we can see that they're not wearing the same outfit they had earlier on. For panel three, we're down on the level with them, and we can get a closer look to see that they're essentially, well, we get told what they're wearing in a second. Don, he waves and says, Greetings, Legionnaires. And Karate Kid replies, those costumes, just like the one Kid Flash made famous a thousand years ago. But why? Yeah, sure enough, it's actual Kid Flash costumes. Very fetching. The traditional red leggings and yellow leotard aspect. Dawn, she says, Would it help if we told you we're direct descendants of Barry Allen? Brainiac says in the next panel, Barry Allen, the Flash's alter ego. We should have guessed it from your names, but how? Dawn says, We'll fill you in, don't fret. And Don says, You see, we are representatives of the Barry Allen Memorial Institute. Don says in the next panel, Today has been declared Flash Day by the UP. Part of the commemorative ceremonies included the erection of this statue. Don and I handled publicity for the event. We arrive on the final page of the story. There's an inset panel of narration from Don, the male tornado twin, as he says, We decided that the best way to publicise Flash Day would be to remind the world of his greatness by recreating his powers in ourselves. Yes, a fascinating rippled flashback panel here. A bearded scientist in green operating some equipment and we can see the two tornado twins being blasted by what looks like radiation. The scientist is saying, Naturally, you two couldn't inherit Flash's powers as they were acquired characteristics, but... Because your gene patterns are similar to his, I can give you the power of super speed 
the way a chance accident gave it to him, temporarily at least. Yeah, there's a sort of black glow behind them, radiating energy towards them, and Dawn is thinking, Artificial lightning and chemicals splashing over us. I already feel faster. Continues his narration in the next panel, saying, With flashy speed, it was easy to vibrate through walls, create super speed wind currents, and perform other feats. And this panel shows Dawn hurling the mining robot back into the wall, and she's thinking, Waving my arms super fast, I can create cyclone winds. So that explains that. And then Dawn says in the final panel, as her brother shakes hands with Superboy, By beating out you legionnaires, you got plenty of publicity. Now our powers are gone, though, so thanks for being good sports about it. If our speed had been permanent, We'd have been proud to join the Legion. The end. And a closing caption digs us in the ribs and says, Reader, did you spot the clue to Dawn and Dawn's secret in the title of part two? Take the first letters of Fun-Loving Alan's Superheroes and what do you get? What do you get? Well, write in and let us know what you got from that, listeners. I think the meal, Don Tornado Twin, is going to get a sock in the chops from Karate Kids. <laughs> yes. And if, there was an, if there's another panel after this, that's exactly what would be happening. Yeah. Uh, Karate Kids, it's a very neutral expression. Mm, yes. yes uh-huh. <laughs> very, very interesting. Uh-huh. I mean, the Tornado Twins pop up again. Yeah. During the five, year, the five years later region. Uh-huh. And then they're sort of cemented as being the actual children of Barry and Iris Allen, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, will we do the spoilers for the future? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So spoilers for the future. The end of the Flash series has the Flash and his wife Iris relocating to live in the 13th century. It's a slightly different version of the 13th century from this one because of the way timelines worked pre-crisis, but it's still the 13th century. But it all gets kind of retconned into all being one mm-hmm. unified 13th century. Sort of yeah. Post-crisis, Post-crisis it all becomes one, yeah. The Tornado Twins pop up in the, the five-year-later period of the Legion of Superheroes, mm-hmm. and it's established that they, are, that they are the actual children of Barry and Iris because mm-hmm. some more DC characters then are introduced. There's the character of Impulse, yeah, very popular character introduced in the, the 90s, one of the Flash by Mark Wade, and the character of XS, who's introduced in the post-Zero Hour reboot of the Legion of Superheroes as Barry Allen's grandkids. I've already pulled a gallery of Impulse and a gallery of XS covers to <laughs> to fill out the content for this week. Listeners, you'd be glad to know. The reason we're obviously we're covering this is because it's implications for the, the legacy of, mainly for the Barry Allen Flash. Indeed, yes. I mean, it's a bit of a stretch on a remit, but if we're doing stuff like Guy Gardner and John Stewart, there's no harm in us sort of doing this, and it reaffirms that the Flash legacy, Indeed, yes. which is uh-huh. coined and started by Jay Garrett, continues mm-hmm. even further. And it's nice to do another Legion superhero story, even if it's not really that typical. Yeah, definitely. What did you think of the story? Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Although I don't like the idea of the Legionnaires just like hanging about in their clubhouse, thinking, "Oh well, you know, someone else is going to take care of this." That doesn't really seem very uh, noble and heroic. They should yeah. at least show face. Yeah. You know, I'm not impressed by them choosing to ignore the alarm because mm-hmm. they can't assume that the Tornado Twins are going to handle it, mm-hmm. and you know, people might have died. Before they, yeah. they got to wherever it was they were they were going to. And you think they'd have solved a lot of health and safety issues by the 30th century, but no, you've got horrible mining disasters you've got. Yeah, mining robots that are attacking humans. Yeah. Uh-huh. Something seriously wrong there. Indeed. We've got this dangerous chemicals spilling out over factories. It's, it's yeah. a terrible place to live. Terrible, don't go there. <laughs> Standards must have relaxed enormously. One thing I thought was mm. hilarious was... Element Lad at the start just being such a casual, insensitive jock. Yes. Because we've got so used to him being the... The sensitive one. And I suppose we mean sensitive in a nice way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, more in tune with other people's sort of regards and feelings and 
because you know he's the last of his kind and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So it's quite funny just to see him going, eh, catch you later, doll, <laughs> and leaping out the car. That was quite amusing. Yeah. This story has them saying they're direct descendants of Barry Allen. Mm-hmm. It was another 17 or 18 years before the story was published that had Barry and Iris relocate to the, the future. Yeah. They wouldn't have known at that point that they could have been retconned or stated as being their actual children. Yeah. I do like them popping up in the, the versions of Wally's uniform. That's quite nice. Yeah, it's a nice touch. Uh-huh. And of course, the the Tornado Twins did pop up again in the pages of the, the Flash comic last year when the whole Quantum Leap style bouncing around the, the multiverse yes, was going on. So we put that, mm-hmm. that cover up on the, the socials as well, kids, don't you worry. I like the idea that superhero legacies maintain and exist all the way up to the 30th century. You'd think that the Legion probably should have had more sort of, of a legacy hero aspect to it in some ways. Uh-huh, definitely. I mean, I know that there's a Laurel Kent story, isn't there? Yeah, in the Legion Annual, yeah. When, you know, some Legion direct of Justice mm-hmm. League descendants all get kind of Yeah, it's you know, a great story. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I remember that one. It's interesting. Hmm. Shall we see what the contemporary reaction was? Yeah, we could. We could do, yes. Allow me to remove it from the plastic bag. So jumping forward to issue 377 of Adventure Comics, which coincidentally has an interesting cover. Yes, it features the key phrase, heroes for hire. (laughs) So Luke and Danny ripped off the Legion. Yes, there we are. Very interesting cover. It's another Neil Adams one, but I won't include it in the tally. It's a very interesting (laughs) story. Anyway. Mm. So the Legion Outpost of this issue, touched in th- issue 373, the story we've just done, it also talks briefly about issue 374. There's not really many full letters, it's just clips and highlights from several letters because they mm-hmm. obviously got quite a lot of correspondence yeah. in those days. Third paragraph of this page deals directly with 373 and it goes a little something like this. On the subject of number 373, we've received many letters asking us to bring back Don and Don Allen. Paul Palmer, Winchester, Massachusetts, asks... Couldn't they acquire permanent super speed as Barry Flash Allen or Jay Original Flash Garrick did? They would make great legionnaires. To which Daniel Wheeler, Bethlehem, PA, adds, If Brainiac 5 is so smart, why can't he give Don and Don permanent super speeds? At least bring them back and make them honorary members, like Pete Ross. Interesting. Others are plugging for Kid Flash to join the Legion, or at least do a guest shot. Bob Sajowski from Erie, PA, writes... You're going to receive hundreds upon thousands of letters like mine telling you to bring Kid Flash into the Legion, and why not? You proved in Adventure 373 he could be one of the most powerful Legionnaires. He can get into the future on Flash's cosmic treadmill. There was at least one negative reaction to the story from Scott Gibson, Sterling, Colorado. You had a great plot, so why botch it up the way you did? The Tornado Twins could have been almost anything else, but you had to make them descendants of Barry Allen. Yee! Scott, you're missing the point completely there. <laughs> that was the whole point of the story, was that they yes. were descending from Barry Allen. You know, actually, I'm, I'm just before we go to the next part, I'm reminded, of course, that do you remember another character from the, the five years later period of the Legion was um, Richard Kent Shakespeare, mm-hmm. who was his superhero name was Impulse. Do you remember him? I forgot it was Impulse. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he obviously, it was implied, heavily implied, because he, the, the glasses that he wore, that he was a descendant of Clark Kent. Yes. And of course, he was Impulse before the Bart Allen Impulse character was introduced. <laughs> so there's some more legacy for you. Mm. The rest of the chat about 373 continues. Next, let's get down to goofs. There are always plenty of letters from readers who've spotted boo-boos or think they have. On number 373, John Farwell from Coral Gables, FLA, notes that Sunboy says there are no records of any supervillains with Dawn and Dawn's power, which is super speed. What about Professor Zoom, the reverse flash? Wasn't he from the 30th century? And the response to that is nope, he was from the 25th century. 
500 years before the time of the Legion. That's an interesting point, isn't mm-hmm. it? Although he is a time traveller, yeah, so, you know. I mean, the, the whole DC future history thing is, it's one of these things that it's impossible to try and reconcile a lot of it. There have been many, many attempts over the years, you know, because you have the whole thing with the great disaster and mm-hmm. the fact that in Professor Zoom's time, everything seems almost as advanced and fancy as the, the Legion's time. Yeah, and then you jump forward to the 64th century and Abracadabra is going down to the job centre to look at posts for magicians. Yeah, so <laughs> I know. It's, there's obviously quite an ebb and flow, I think, and... Mm. In society, ups and downs. Mm-hmm. That's really it. There's for now. There's not really much more direct commentary about the about these stories on, the, on this letters page. Obviously, I think the volume of correspondence. They only pick out some highlights. So we've done this story obviously because it's a legacy of the Flash, and as we've said in the past, much of the the whole point of the podcast is is Barry Allen's life story, really, because yeah. you know he's such a big player in the events of the crisis. And I think this is worth covering because it lets us do another Legion superhero story. It's maybe a surprising aspect of legacy that we hadn't really thought about. I suppose. True, yeah. Huh? This, this one was fairly late to the party in, in our list of what we're going to yeah, do. Yeah, it was last summer that we thought about doing it. Uh-huh. That was like a year and a half after we'd drawn up our initial <laughs> list and stuff. So this is this has sort of crept in. I'd noticed the Tornado Twins on the cover of the more recent issue of The Flash and sort of said to Pete, have we passed that issue? And Pete knew exactly what I was saying and we jumped on to, to Mike's to check the publication date and we were still a year ahead from who so we were recording we were at that point. So we were okay. Mm-hmm. Worth doing, I think. It would have been interesting if one of them had dressed up like Jay Garrick. That would have made it a little bit more... Can you imagine? That would have been great. That would have made it a little bit more relevant, I suppose. But given that The Flash is you know really seen as the superhero that kick-started the Silver Age properly, mm-hmm. it's nice to kind of dwell on that, that aspect of his legacy. And we'll have to see if there's any other stories with descendants or family members of established superheroes that we can pick up on at some point, maybe then, eh? Indeed, yes. So let us know if you can think of any, and if you'll include <laughs> them in the podcast. You can get in touch with us by emailing us at the podcast at gmail.com. Make sure you follow us on social media, because we're posting up, as David said, lots of interesting bonus material for this very episode. Now on Twitter, we're at podcast underscore earth2, and on Facebook and Instagram, we are at the earth2 podcast. And it is the number two for all of our social media. Yeah, if you find the time and have the inclination, please go to wherever it is you get your podcasts and rate and reviews. We're told that such things are very good for us. And yes, and before you write in, we know about the story in Detective Comics that ties into the, the family member of, of Vigilante. Don't worry about that one. We've got that one on the list. But if you know of anything else, do please let us know. And on that bombshell, I've been Peter. And I've been David. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you again soon on... The Earth 2 Podcast. Transmatter cube activated. Return coordinates set for Earth Prime. Now, it should probably be Dawn, shouldn't it? <laughs> They're both Dawn. I think it's the girl just because she's at the front <laughs> of the next panel, what do you think? It's kind of so confusing. They didn't think of this, did they? No, they didn't think of audio dramatizations they... when they wrote this back in 1968. No. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll do. Why? Don and Don will take care of this as usual. That was a great impression of phones from Stingray there. That's kind of what I've morphed into. That's excellent. Marina's trying to tell us something, Troy. (laughs) Amazing.